0: Hello, and a very warm welcome to Search for Truth. Thanks for tuning in. This is John Martin with Brian Johnston, our Bible teacher here on Search for Truth. And Brian is relating world trends today and over the last 50 years with Bible prophecy. The series is called Tomorrow's Headlines. And today, Brian calls his talk, There is a Plan. So, over to you, Brian.
1: One Christmas, my daughter Anna received a jigsaw as one of her presents. In my haste to remove all the fragments of discarded wrapping paper, I mistakenly got rid of part of the jigsaw's packaging, the part which contained the picture showing what the jigsaw should finally look like. Without the picture to guide us, all the tiny pieces, many of them very similar, presented us with a real challenge. I want to suggest to you that watching news bulletins of world events and trying to figure out what's going on in the world is a bit like attempting to complete a jigsaw without the picture to show us what it should finally look like. But it's my conviction that it doesn't have to be like that, for the Bible gives us the final picture. If we can understand that picture, and that's sometimes no easy matter, but if we can, we'll do better at making some sense of the jumble of world news items that pour in from around the globe. In this series, We hope to see if we can make out the Bible outlines of the shape of things to come. To interpret the Bible consistently in this matter of prophecy, it's helpful to have some rules or guidelines. By that, I mean guidelines like, whenever a prediction has to do with strangely named places or peoples, we should arrive at the future identification of what's meant by first establishing their geographical location at the time of writing. For example, As we'll hear shortly, if the Romans are mentioned, then any future fulfilment would be expected to be in terms of some European block of countries, for that was principally where the Roman Empire held sway. But more of that in a moment, as we get into the Bible book of the prophet Daniel. The book of Daniel in the Old Testament of our Bibles is perhaps the major key to unlocking Bible prophecy some of us may remember from Sunday school days the great stories from the first part of Daniel's writing. Stories like Daniel in the lion's den and his three friends in the fiery furnace. But the book of Daniel also contains detailed and at times difficult prophecies. A lot of the predictions have already materialised which gives us great confidence that the rest will materialise too. Perhaps the first clue we should pick up from Daniel's book is the fact that a large section of it was written in what, for Jews, was a foreign language. Chapters 2 through 7 were written in the international commercial language of the day, as opposed to what came before and what followed after, which was in Daniel's own native Jewish language. The predictions in the international language section relate to God's plans for the world in general, whereas in the remainder, God reveals something of Israel's future. Even inside the international section of chapters 2 through 7, there's a pattern. The six chapters fall into two sets of three, with the second set being like a mirror image or reflection of the first. For example, the message of chapter 7 reflects or repeats the same message as chapter 2. And what God repeats must surely be of great importance. He draws our attention to this message for good reason. For it was a prophecy about four great empires which were to dominate world history. In chapter 2, they are pictured as four metals, but in chapter 7, they are seen as four beasts. Let's start with chapter 2, where the Jewish captive, Daniel, is being asked to interpret the king of Babylon's dream. The king answered and said to Daniel, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great statue. That statue, which was large and of extraordinary splendour, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. The head of that statue was made of fine gold. Its breast and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. This was the dream. Now we shall tell its interpretation before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given the kingdom, the power, the strength and the glory. And wherever the sons of men dwell, he has given them into your hand, and has caused you to rule over them all, you are the head of gold. And after you, there will arise another kingdom inferior to you, then a third kingdom of bronze, which will rule over all the earth. Then there will be a fourth kingdom, as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron crushes and shatters all things. So like iron that breaks in pieces, it will crush and break all these in pieces. And in that you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay, and partly of iron, it will be a divided kingdom. But it will have in it the toughness of iron, inasmuch as you saw the iron mixed with common clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong, and part of it will be brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with common clay, they will combine with one another in the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, even as iron does not combine with pottery. And in those days, the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. In this dramatic way, God unveiled, in the sixth century before Christ, his plan for the international world in general. Daniel names or otherwise identifies for us, this succession of kingdoms or empires. So there's no room for mere speculation here. We've heard how Daniel has identified the first empire in the sequence as being the Babylonian. In chapter 8, Daniel named in advance the two powers who did, in fact, come to succeed the Babylonians, and as history has since confirmed, they were the Medo-Persian And the Grecian empires. History also allows us to identify the Fourth Empire as being unmistakably the Roman Empire. Yet, while that's true, the Bible itself, including Daniel, gives clear indication which agrees with the Fourth Empire being that of Rome. So, with the four empires of Babylon, Medo Persia, Greece, and Rome in our minds, Let's hear the repeat of Daniel's message about them in chapter 7. These great beasts, which are four in number, are four kings who will arise upon the earth. But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, for all ages to come. Then I desired to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron and its claws of bronze, and which devoured, crushed, and trampled down the remainder with its feet, and the meaning of the ten horns that were on its head. Thus he said, The fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which will be different from all the other kingdoms, and it will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. As for the ten horns, out of this kingdom ten kings will arise. Well, we've already said that history allows us to identify this fourth beast. The fourth empire is the Roman Empire. It's probably worth mentioning here another helpful guideline for interpreting prophecy. And that's leaving the detailed interpretation of prophecy to the time when it's actually being fulfilled. In fact, there's nothing better than hindsight for establishing the true meaning of prophecy. There's no way that that's a cop-out in case you think that something could simply be made to fit. A unique feature of Bible prophecy is how precisely detailed it is. When the prediction is fulfilled, it's unlikely we'll miss it. It fits like the missing piece in a jigsaw. Which really brings us to this point about a confederacy of ten kingdoms. The glory that was Rome has come and gone as far as the history books are concerned. But the Roman, or European Empire, has never yet existed as a union of ten kingdoms. So there's good reason to see part of this prediction about the fourth empire as still awaiting fulfilment. Remember what we were saying, that the Bible describes areas of the world under the names they had at the time of writing. The Roman Empire in history extended from Great Britain to Israel and included countries like Spain and Turkey, and many more besides. So in effect, the Bible seems to predict that a European block of countries will come to assert itself and assume global influence, eclipsing even the influence the United States has now. We should also say that in this, Daniel's prophecy is fully supported by the prophetic visions of the Apostle John in the book of Revelation, who even uses the same kind of picture language. So on the basis of Daniel's repeated prophecy, we can expect to see existing political reservations overcome, so that some sort of federated union of sovereign states across Europe will at last emerge to become a mighty military and political powerhouse in the world.
0: we've just heard reminds us that God undertakes to guide the future as he has the past. And Brian's reminded us too that God holds the control. He holds the power of world events in his hand. There's a hymn, God holds the key of all unknown, and that's true, isn't it? World events and everything happens according to God's plan. If you'd like to know more or you have a question about today's talk, Brian would be very pleased to respond. The address to write to is Search for Truth, Box 246, Bolton, England. If you'd like a free booklet covering the whole series of 12 programmes, then ask for the title, Tomorrow's Headlines, and send to the same address, Search for Truth, Box 246, Bolton, England. If you're listening in Australia, then please write to Search for Truth, Box 748, Ringwood, Victoria, 3134. If you prefer email, the address is sft at info. And you can also visit our website at www.searchfortruth.net. So thanks for the pleasure of your company today. I hope you enjoyed the study. Next week, Brian will be looking into what the Bible tells us about the emergence of a United States of Europe. Until then, this is John Martin saying goodbye, God bless, And I hope you can join us at the same time again next week.